Welcome to Amplifying Leadership, where we discuss all things leadership, like what it takes to be a great leader, challenges to overcome, and of course, tips to help leaders continually develop. My name is Tara Lehman, and I'm a partner, coach, and consultant at Tweet Life Coaching and Business Services. For our leadership clients, I aim to provide effective leadership coaching, consulting, and workshops to help develop you, retain your star employees, and of course, help improve your bottom line. You can check it all out at amplifyingleadership.ca, which is also a division of Twin Lake Coaching and Business Services. Today, I am welcoming Margaret Sullivan Williams from Engaging Business Solutions. Margaret is an HR expert and leader and executive coach with a great focus on mindfulness for leaders. Thank you for joining me today, Margaret. Absolutely. My pleasure, Tara. So why don't you tell us a bit about your leadership story, kind of where you started, and then how you ended up where you are today? Sure. How far back do you want to go? <laughs> Wherever you want to go. <laughs> you know, it's funny. My my um, I have some teen boys, and they're both at that point where they're thinking about, you know, looking around and thinking about what what's out there for them, what mm -hmm. experiences, right? And that got me really reflecting on this. And thinking, you know, why do I do what I do? And how did I end up where I am? And mm -hmm. kind of tracing that back through my career. And and when you asked the question, I was thinking, you know, when I was like, gosh, I, I, just opportunity. It was opportunities when I was a kid to kind of step in and try out various leader-like roles. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, for example... Um, you know, at, at about 12 years old, I was uh, a good music performer, a good music mm -hmm. student, and was invited to teach music to kids making up their accordion lessons. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and, and got that opportunity. And, and I often think about, you know, it's, it's such a little thing, but um, sitting there week after week, and, and I would work, you know, an evening a week. Mm -hmm. and help kids catch up their lesson and learn what they missed in the in the missed lesson and it it was there were so many lessons there mm -hmm. right learning yeah. about listening listening to see where they were at what they understood um recognizing their own individual strengths mm -hmm. um helping kids uh understand the new lesson or the material by communicating well and communicating differently Mm -hmm. based on who the kid was right yeah. and and here I am saying kid and I was 12 right I was, <laughs> um, but, but yeah encouraging them to apply vigor uh mm -hmm. or, you know, rigor or discipline to their study so that they would get something and we'd repeat it several mm -hmm. times to make sure that they got it um and all the while learning about myself yeah and learning some of these are key leadership traits right Communication and listening, huge. huge, huge, yeah. Now, if you're asking about my path as an adult, um, you know, growing, basically growing uh, out of a, uh, into an HR role, um, HR leadership role, and then leaving that and going into consulting. Um, and, and that was a great experience because helping so many different types of organizations in all industries and sectors Mm -hmm. uh, the list is kind of crazy when I actually yeah. you know, enumerate it. it and say, oh my gosh, where haven't I worked? Let's see. Um, and, and being a generalist, you know, um, learning a little bit of, knowing a little bit of everything in that HR realm uh, led me to 
basically working with leaders and leadership teams and frontline leaders uh, and, and then learning about coaching through career transition work mm -hmm. that I did. So helping people move from one role to another role. Um, that just kind of, that experience made me realize how much I love coaching. Mm -hmm. how, yeah. oh, what, a, what an amazing thing to experience, you know, people's people, honestly, at their worst, right? Like when they're mm -hmm. yeah. dejected and, and so many times um, just not at their best, mm -hmm. um, having left a job and then witnessing that transition and walking beside them along that transition to something new. It feels and, great, doesn't it? Oh my gosh, seeing me, yeah. seeing when the light bulb goes off and they mm -hmm. realize, wow, that really wasn't for me. Exactly. Right? What I was yep. doing in the past or how the company had changed or, you know, that, that awareness, that's that, that mm -hmm. new growth or learning is, has, you know, what an eye opener that was yeah, for yeah, sure. around leadership. So that's been my journey. <laughs> <laughs> so I recently did attend your mindfulness for leaders workshop, which I understand you're running again soon. Um, yes. Why don't you tell us a little bit about why mindfulness with leadership, what is the connection? Mm -hmm. So I started my mindfulness journey well before the pandemic. And I think I, I recognize that just being so dang busy, right. And being pulled in so many directions and the influence of social media. And, you know, we're so, we, we are pulled in so many ways. Aren't we though? And, and so busy that I wasn't, I was feeling the need to center and calm, center and like have some place in my day or places in my day where I was able to regroup and really just ground and feel mm -hmm. okay again. Um, because, I, and, and then starting, you know, working with clients who were experiencing the same thing, running from meeting to meeting to meeting with an overwhelming list of mm -hmm. um, responsibilities and obligations oh, no. and and then what that meant for how they were showing up mm -hmm. oh yeah and I started to see in our coaching conversations those themes arise time and time again like presence is is you know a foundational element of mindfulness and it, it just became so clear to me when leaders are not able to show up with true presence with their teammates and with people who report to them. Like a one-on-one -on -one is a perfect example, right? In your one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. meeting, yep. if you're showing up and you're checking your phone and you're, you know, off looking at other things and, and you're not giving that true focus to that 15-minute or half-hour meeting, whatever it is, um, everybody suffers. Yeah. So presence is a like I said a key aspect of mindfulness and I then I started looking into you know what are the other benefits of mindfulness and wouldn't you know most of them <laughs> align with the conversations I was having in coaching and oh yes yeah 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 automatic behaviors is another one right we automatically react to things instead of having that practiced mindful approach of being able to take a moment think mm -hmm. about you know what what our response needs to be in that moment so leaders who are reacting instead of responding 
um, can really you can it can have a huge impact on an yeah. organization. And I on can totally see that. Yeah. So that's what led me to mindfulness. I mean, first it was my own wellness, mm-hmm. well-being, and and being able to to just manage and and ground and center and be okay and and uh, gratitude was a huge practice too. Mm-hmm. Sort of mindfulness, generosity of spirit was another one, where you know you're you're assuming uh, the best of others as mm-hmm. opposed to creating a story in your head around who they are and what they're doing to you. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of, all these elements just kept coming up in coaching conversations. So it's interesting because, oh, sorry. It's interesting because I think a lot of the clients, some of them do this and don't realize it's mindfulness. Oh, it's so many. Yeah. And it, you know, it's, it's mindfulness, but the benefits of mindfulness, like one key benefit is self-awareness. Mm-hmm. So when we take those moments in our day to time out, to ground, to center, we also have an opportunity to question ourselves and think, Mm -hmm. how could I have done that better? What would I like to do differently next time? All these good coaching, kind of self-coaching questions. There's room. You're creating space for those reflective moments to happen. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we get better as leaders when we have that incorporated into our day-to-day I 100% agree to it and I love it and I I think a lot of people they hear the word mindfulness and they automatically picture you know the monk on the mountain doing meditation and they don't realize it's just as effective as listening and not reacting like you said but listening taking it in responding appropriately right I mean people don't even realize that it's it's so important in leadership. Like it's a key element, which is why I was so happy to join your group because I was so happy how it, it needs to be there. It needs to be understood and they need to know that some of them are already doing it and not be afraid of the word. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, and I, I think, you know, I hope that what people take away from my course is the element of practice, mm-hmm. right? It, that Absolutely. It's truly, it's a journey. It's a self journey. So it's a customized journey. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we may do a 15 minute seated meditation in our, our group when we do the mindfulness for leaders. If that works for somebody, great. If it doesn't work for somebody, there's so many other alternatives. Mm-hmm. And it is, it's that continual kind of practicing of mindfulness over time that reaps the rewards of respond instead of react, of self-awareness, of not, you know, not being, not judging others um in the you know that prevents you from uh being aware of them and yeah and aware of your own behavior and yeah so it's that i mean that just that practice piece is so essential to how you grow from it when i talk about active listening and when i train on active listening it's very similar idea where i say it's like a muscle if you don't work it it goes it atrophies and it's, so it's something you have to work at every day. It doesn't just, it's not a one and done. It's not a checkbox. It's something you need yes. to continually do to grow. Exactly. Right? In whatever capacity you're able. Like exactly. I, one of the things we talk about is, you know, mindful minutes, like literally a minute mm-hmm. in the day or in each hour where you take a moment and you just close your eyes and ground and center. And, mm-hmm. you know, the tools around that are yeah. what we talk about. And it's so beneficial to people. On and on, and I hear from my coaching clients too. You know where where they've incorporated an element of mindfulness, whatever works for them, mm-hmm. um, 
and how impactful it is on their the way they approach their work mm-hmm. on their energy you know energy is an interesting thing you know yeah. that's that this world that requires so much energy from us and certainly does us through the day managing energy could be one of the biggest challenges for leaders today yeah Um, and and showing up in a way showing up with enough energy to deal with and be resilient through the challenges that leaders face every day Um, Mm -hmm. you can help with that as well I, I agree. And coming from a place where it was my, my, my calendar would just be packed full of meetings and then packed full of, you know, stressful events or, you know, whatever we had going on. And so you're right. Like I would try to sometimes just close my door and take two minutes, close my eyes and just breathe just to reground myself, like you said. So yeah, no, I, I love it. I love it. Yeah, so so what do you think is the biggest part of leadership, mindfulness or not? but the biggest part in order to properly lead effectively? Um, So I always see it as kind of a a combination of things. Um, But if you're asking, I think the thing that comes up most for me Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. self-awareness. And so for so many reasons, like um, an example would be sometimes, you know, working with leaders over the years, you'll encounter the, the micromanager mm-hmm. and the micromanager, you know, every micromanager <laughs> or micromanaging person, let's call it, um, thinks they're doing a really, you know, thinks they're doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. They're being on top of things. They are, you know, they think they're being a good communicator. They think they're being helpful. They believe they're being a good leader. Yeah what they're not, they don't really understand the perception of them from others. Yeah, and they don't really understand the impact because they don't look at the perception. They also don't look at the impact mm-hmm. of the behavior on others. So even a very well-intentioned leader who has a great heart and, and wants to do well by employees, if they're not self-aware, um, they, you know, that, that self-awareness is so key. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and that, that benefit of self-examination, right? So, yeah. talking out, and a great example of how to fix that would be talking out situations with a coach, mm-hmm. and and really being self-reflective and thinking, you know, what did I do there? Have I done that before? And you see those patterns emerge, yeah. And you can set goals for improvement, mm-hmm. and leaders who really want to grow uh, want to become more self-aware and mm-hmm. want to challenge themselves to grow yeah and without that without some kind of self-awareness that just doesn't happen oh i agree continue battering their heads against the wall <laughs> right and 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 every leader needs to grow it's the only way to be an effective leader right mm-hmm. it's, it's growing through all the leadership skills and continually developing them because the world changes totally every agree. day <laughs> totally agree yeah. Yeah. yeah and that change requires resilience and that's another aspect yeah. of this and being a leader is you you need to be resilient you need to manage your energy you need to be self-aware and reflective and mm-hmm. it's you know these all used to be called quote unquote soft skills right? <laughs> yeah soft skills. Yeah. but i don't know any good leaders who are you know who show up without these like these are yeah. all basic leader traits now. essential traits for sure Essential. yeah yeah absolutely mm-hmm. great 
So if you had one key takeaway from today for our listeners, what would you say it is? And and are our listeners just everybody or or yeah, leaders? Yeah, our leaders or, in general. Yeah, okay. Um, I think for leaders, I would say it's okay to care mm-hmm. and and to care better, be mindful, right? You impact, leaders have such a great impact. They, I, I like to say, you know, to, to my coaching clients, you impact the moment you walk in a room. Yeah. If you're the leader of a group, um, that your energy, your, how you show up is so key. So be aware of it and choose how you want to do that, how you want to walk into the room, how you want to show up. Um, and it is about choice. Absolutely. It's, it's up to us to make the choice to go in with that awareness Mm -hmm. and reflection, right? Yeah. And mindfulness creates that space or helps create Mm -hmm. that space. Um, so that you can show up with those traits like presence or listening or generosity of spirit or compassion for each other. So for your mm-hmm. colleagues, for your leaders, that's yeah. the other thing people don't don't often remember is, you know, it's a it's a circle. It is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How a leader shows up with their own leaders um, is impacted by this as well. Mm-hmm. And really, so care, I would say caring, compassion. For each other as fellow humans in the workplace, um, re- you know, learning how to res- re- respond instead of react, bringing curiosity to situations, uh, make make better leadership and and better people. Yes, agreed. <laughs> it, it's almost um, two way street there: leadership and people. <laughs> absolutely incorporated well together. That's another thing that I don't know what about your coaching clients. Mine often will say, "Wow, you know, this not only learning this not only impacted my." workplace and have my relationships at work but I'm a better mom I'm a better absolutely I show yeah absolutely. we have conversations now where you know we didn't have that depth of conversation before we were you know hesitating to go there mm-hmm. now I know how to do it and the coaching tools work at work and at home every time yeah. they you can certainly use them yeah for sure. well Thank you for an amazing conversation. I love talking about mindfulness for leaders too. Um, and I want everybody to know how to get a hold of you. So if they they want to learn more about your services or more about that awesome workshop, um, yeah. let us know how to get a hold of you. So absolutely. Go to my website at engagingbusiness.ca and all the contact information's on there. You can sign up for the newsletter. Uh, you can find out about the course on there. Um, my contact information is there. So Um, feel free. I'm also on LinkedIn. So engaging business solutions on LinkedIn. Um, Yeah. And my, my profile is on LinkedIn. So there are lots of ways to get a hold of me. And if anybody's curious or want to have a conversation about mindfulness or coaching, uh, reach out because that would be a fun conversation to have. Awesome. (laughs) Thanks, Margaret, for joining me and sharing your story with us today. It was a great conversation. Thank you so much, Tara. Thank you. Thank you to my listeners. I hope you gained a key takeaway or something new during our episode today with Margaret. If you're in need of some leadership coaching, consulting, or workshops, or want to be a guest on this podcast, then you can reach out to me at tara at twinlifecoaching.ca.
To find out more about my leadership services, please visit amplifyingleadership.ca, a twin life coaching and business services division. Until next time, please be safe and be an amazing leader or leader to be.